Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Semi-finals are fun, Tyler, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to we've got a lot of stuff to talk about again today. Um so we're going to start off, I think, uh, let's start off by talking about, do you want to start with the Montreal Canadiens and the Golden Knights or the other series? Uh, let's start with the Golden Knights and Montreal. All right. So, tied 2-2. Um, Vegas wins game four after some galaxy brain stuff that, Gerard, that um, not Gerard Gallant, what am I saying? By the way, he got hired by the Rangers. Uh, side note, but uh, not Gerard Gallant. <laughs> Pete DeBoer uh, did some galaxy brain stuff, and he instead of putting in Flurry after he did whatever the heck he thought he was doing in game three, which we will address, <laughs> that was the most... I was... Okay, uh, we'll talk about that later. But he, instead of putting Flurry in, he put in Leonard, and it actually worked. And I was like, what? My yeah. dad... Yeah. So, um... That was Montreal's chance to win. Yeah. Like, if they win that series, they're winning the cup. They're, yeah, the cup. they're winning the series. Like, if they win that game, they win the series. For sure. And now it's the best of three. And Montreal's playing really well, but they should have won that game. Yeah. They, they outplayed Vegas. Definitely. And also, Vegas outplayed them in the previous game, but they won. So, uh, also... Kate, instead of, what do you think of people who spell Canada with a K? I've never got that. I've, I don't see it often. But I'll don't. show you a video of it later, but yeah. Okay. But I have one thing, <laughs> I have one thing to say. Um, yes. If Montreal ends up going to the cup and doing well, I think we could see some change in the way teams are set up like most teams now have a couple star players um and the rest of the team is second line guys and third and fourth line guys like usual team but montreal they really have a whole team of second and third liners yeah and their first line may get beat but the rest of their lines are beating all the other lines and I think that's a smart way to go. So if it works, I think maybe some teams would switch over to that because that's what worked for Vegas because um, nobody in the draft was protecting their um, late second line guys and their third line guys, and they all got drafted, and Vegas did superb. That's a weird word. Not superb. <laughs> um, they did well I'll say that year so that's just something I want to say I think we I could, would yeah. I would just like to add on to that both teams 
did draft a star. Like Vegas had Flurry, and Montreal does have Carey Price. Yeah. So, and those two are both star players. And Vegas drafted Carey, uh, Carey Price. What? <laughs> Mark Andre Flurry. Yeah. Noted Vegas Golden Knight, Carey Price. No. <laughs> so um, also noted Andrew's favorite player. I swear to God, if I pull, like, a Carey Price sign of the times, I will lose my mind. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, moving on, Tyler, can you send me a Carey Price? <laughs> Just to absolutely troll me, sends Andrew Carey Price Young Good, Carey Price Future Watch, and Carey Price Cup Rookie Patch Auto. <laughs> no. Um, uh, moving on, let's discuss the Marc-Andre Fleury play. Okay. This is ridiculous. Like I, I watched was, this play live. Yeah, I did too. When I was watching the game, I, I commentate games sometimes. So I was just commentating this game in my basement with my dad. And I was like, it's getting pretty tight. And now here's Fleury. But it's my one score! <laughs> I was like, what the heck happened? I Like, it happened so fast. Yeah, it, it was like that. Like, literally, that was one of the weirdest bounces. Like, it goes through his legs. Like, that was Hellebuck on that steroids. Was literally Hellebuck. <laughs> That's Hellebuck in a nutshell. Uh, plays really well and screws his team over because of a dumb play. If that, if Flurry doesn't do that, they win that game. You're supposed to yeah. say yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah. um, then they lose in overtime. But here's another question. What what are we talking about if Anderson misses that shot? <laughs> and he hits, like, the post, or he, or he whiffs. Well, we're talking about how um, Anderson is the new Derek Stepan. Who was? Anderson. Josh Anderson? No. Well, this was Josh Anderson. Anderson. Yes, Josh Anderson. Who is we? What? I didn't say we. Oh, you did say we, but okay. Whatever. When did I say we? When you said we were talking about how Josh... You know what? Just get to your point. I didn't say we were talking. I I don't care. We would be talking about how... Josh Anderson... Josh Anderson would have been the new Eric Stefan. Are we missing... (laughs) That would be... Actually, like, Canadians fans would burn down a couple buildings if that happened. <laughs> like, it would be Vancouver Riots 2011 2.0. Just a couple making out in the streets <laughs> with a fire burning in the back, in the back, back, backdrop back, back, thingy. Back, back, back. But, um, yeah, so. Uh, let's move on to uh, New York and your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, thoughts? This, I, I honestly, coming into this playoffs, I didn't, I could see this, um, I could see this series line up. And I was trying to think, um, or I was thinking to myself how the series would go, but I honestly got it way wrong. 
I thought it would have been, um, I thought it would have been really one-sided and like progressing throughout the playoffs, seeing how much momentum had shifted some of the series. I thought it was going to be really one-sided. And then I, and then in that one game, Kucherov and Sergey, this was way back. Um, Kucherov and Sergachev um, both went down in the same game, and I thought <laughs> I thought the Lightning were done for the season because they're they're still good without them, but they're not that much good. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Tyler um, is struggling with his vocabulary. Really interesting series. Okay, are you done now? No. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to talk anyways. So I'm joking. I was joking. Tyler, your jokes are terrible. But yeah, um, so in this series, I kind of had a feeling that it would be harder. I think the Islanders should play Sorokin. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Mm. Uh, I... Based off momentum, I disagree because Berlamo's been playing pretty good. Just watching, I wouldn't say, like, by watching the Islanders, by the way, they're my team now because both my other two teams lost, which has <laughs> made me sad. <laughs> they're Tampa's Tyler's team. So watching that, watching the series, there's just something about Verlamov, oh, jeez, that just, <laughs> that just makes me feel like, he's going to be one up by Vasilevsky or something. Like, does that make sense? Like, it was yeah. that way with Hellebuck and Flurry in the 2018 Western Conference Final. Except, um, I don't think the Jets were keen on starting Chris Mason in the Conference Finals. <laughs> 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 yeah, or just bring up Eric Comrie. And tonight's goaltending, Eric Comrie and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Good luck. <laughs> Oh, God, that would have been hilarious, though. <laughs> Imagine just Golden Knights lo- win. Imagine Golden Knights lose that game because Flurry did the same thing. Wait, no. Imagine they put in um old... That guy, uh, Mason, and... Old that guy, <laughs> Mason. <laughs> old Steve Mason. And they have uh, Marc-Andre Flurry. And the Golden Knights are leading by one, and they have, like, 70... Or not 70... The Jets have, like, 70 shots, and the Golden Knights had one shot, and it was a goal. And then Flurry does that misplay between his legs and the Jets score, and then they win it in overtime. (laughs) And the shots are, like, 80-1. to That would be hilarious. That (laughs) would... Just... No, and the goal that Steve Mason lets in, it's like the Vesitaskala 200-foot goal. Vegas literally has zero minutes of <laughs> offensive zone time. Anyways, that's sidetrack. That's that's off topic. But um, oh my god. <laughs> anyways, should do you want to move on to something else? Sure. Um. Okay. So, any other thoughts on this, Harris? Just any other thoughts? I'm interested to see how it ends up. What was that? <laughs> what was that sound? 
<laughs> it was like <laughs> that was Andrew being a stinky. <laughs> it's like they're like. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is not a laughing matter uh, for this part that we're going on to. Um, By the way, for this section, I think viewer discretion is advised, right? Sure. Yeah, I think um, this is a very sensitive topic that we're about to move on to. Um, If you're not comfortable with us talking about it, um, there will be chapter marks in the description and you can skip this part. But uh, keep watching. Don't like skip the whole thing and be like, ah, I'm done. But yeah, watch, <laughs> watch the whole thing. So, um, I feel like not enough people are talking about the story that was announced with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Tyler, do you want to explain what happened or do you want me to explain what happened? Uh, honestly, I, I think to your point, not enough people are talking about it and I actually didn't hear about it until you told me today so i'm gonna let you explain it because i think you have a better um sense of what went on but yeah so basically what happened is uh the blackhawks in their 2010 run to the cup final or to the cup where they win it the patrick kane goal what reportedly happened was uh two players were sexually harassed by the video coach and the blackhawks the players came out to the uh, coach, not the coach, but the management, and the management did nothing. Um, they shut down the thing because they wanted to win the cup, and they didn't want any distractions. And then they didn't report it at all, which was a problem because they should have reported it to the Chicago police, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't, I I don't know if I should go into the details on what happened or what the players said reportedly happened, but this is 10, 11 years later, and now it's finally out. And so, Tyler, what are some of your thoughts on this situation? Well, I think it's I think it's not good that this was hidden for 11 years, but I think it's good that it's come out, because over the past year or so, lots of things have come to the surface. And... I think the more we can learn about what's happened in the past, more the NHL or any any uh, body of government or association can help prevent it in the future. So I, I think even though it is an unfortunate situation, I think that it, it um, will help in the future. I'm not sure how that would help yet, but I'm sure they can take something out of it um, and help this be prevented in the future. Uh, There's two things I'm going to add on to the situation. One, I'm going to give the details on what reportedly the players said happened to them. And then two, I'm going to give something that uh, the Steve Dangle podcast was talking about that um, actually is a pretty interesting idea. And I think that could, that dad, or what? dad (laughs) that could be used in the future the future sorry i got distracted i received a text message from my mom uh (laughs) do you mind we'll be right back so um we're back we got a little distracted there but the details of what happened are this is very graphic so um reportedly 
the players said that the video coach invited him them the players into the apartment, got them drunk, they watched pornography, and then uh, reportedly tried to have oral sex with the players. Um, and then what I'm thinking is the management clearly, the management of the teams clearly from watching this cannot be responsible with this situation. No. So do you think there should be like a third party situation, like an NHL setup thing, like a hotline almost? Like something I like think that. there should be like an HR department. I'm not sure if there already is because I'm not too familiar with the NHL management. But I think there should be like an HR department um, for the NHL where players or management can call um, and just talk about a situation or have something done with it. Um, Because I don't, that's a tough situation to be in. And I don't think it, it's fair for someone to do that internally without, um, without going to people because they feel um, uncomfortable or something with that. So I think having just a, a dedicated thing for that, that could help in the future. Another thing I th- forgot to add in was the NH or the the players reportedly. This was in the first game of the Western Conference Final. One of the players reportedly told the management about the situation, and the management they discussed it and they did nothing. So here's a question. Also, something to note: the Stan Bowman was involved in the situation. Everybody in the management of the Blackhawks was involved in the situation. So. As in, like, they made the decision not to tell anybody about it. Do you think uh, Stan Bowman is going to be the GM for Team USA? Do you think he should still be able to hang on to this job? Or do you think Mm. anybody should be fired because of this? I think people should definitely be viewed. And they should... They should... The, the um the, the situation should be i think it should be reviewed and looked over more detail so that the people who were more involved with it get more severely punished but the people who were still involved with it but were less involved um i'm not sure how involved Bowman was but still have it still has repercussions but um it's not as serious um, as the um, main people, but I I would expect being the general manager that he'd have a bigger role in that. Like, the, I think a big part of this was because they were in the conference finals and they didn't want distractions. Yeah, which is no reason to. Which fair, I guess that is a good reason, but I don't care. What trophy you're trying to win, it doesn't matter. Like, this is more important than that. Yeah, for sure. Like, so what? If you lose, the it, what's more important? You, your management winning a cup, or your players feeling safe on your hockey team's organization? Yeah. The Blackhawks clearly say winning a cup is more important than their players. So who are they trying to defend in this situation? The coach, the video coach, 
Yeah. The players? Absolutely not. And the management? Definitely. Yeah. They were saving themselves from doing a whole lot more work and risking the chance that they wouldn't win the cup, which is very selfish. Mm-hmm. And and just not good in general, so. Yeah, so um, I feel like we've said a lot that there is to say about this situation. Um, yeah. Tyler, what are some things that you just want to say before we move on? Um, I just hope nothing, nothing ever or nothing bad comes up in the future. If it if something has happened, I hope it does come up and that you can learn from this happening. But I think I think the NHL has to do something about this or or um the management will need to be looked at because this is definitely a a situation that needs to be dealt with. So if there were other situations that happened like this, do you think that they're going to come to light now because of the Blackhawk situation? I think it could, I think they could feel more. um, I think anyone involved could feel more um, or safer um, coming out about um, situations that happened because of this and because that hopefully it'll get dealt with um, in a serious way. But yeah, I think it will. Just to conclude this uh, specific part of the podcast, um, the guy apparently did go on to coach in a school, which should not have happened. And then he did get caught and was sentenced to five years in a federal prison. So, um, that happened in 2013, I believe. So okay. well, we'll be nice. right. We'll be right back with. Uh, we'll be discussing something else. All right. So, um, Tyler, I believe you want to say something now. Yeah, uh, we we're speaking on some not so happy topics. I just wanted to uh, address the uh, situation at the Kamloops uh, Residential School. And in the Brandon Residential School as well. Yeah, and there. Um, now, I'm not sure if anyone outside of Canada... We heard... have some international viewers, so... Yeah, I'm not sure anyone outside of Canada has heard this to the extent that we have. Um, was I'm not sure if anyone outside of Canada... Um, Tyler? Who, who happens Tyler? to be listening... Yeah. You need to stop moving. Your microphone is cutting out. It's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, has um, any detailed knowledge on residential schools, but it was basically a school that um, European um, settlers and cultures tried to uh, convert and assimilate indigenous or Canadian indigenous children um, into their culture. So, it wasn't necessarily good because they um, they faced abuse. There were some ones that um, there were some residential schools that were better, but m- just in general, the idea is bad. Um, so what came up uh, a couple weeks ago was 
um, a, a mass or not a mass grave. A mass grave is one big grave. Multiple, a mass grave site um, was found on the property of um, Kamloops Residential School and, as Andrew mentioned, Brandon Residential School. And I think they found around 215, right? In uh, Kamloops, yes. And something yeah, in 104, 105 in Brandon. Yeah, okay. And um, these were children who died and they their families weren't notified. Um, so their children were just gone and they didn't know what happened to them. So... Um, Obviously, a lot of people are um, very upset by this, and um, and um, I guess I guess they're like our school spoke with um, uh, Honorable Justice Murray Sinclair, and he he was actually on the board of Truth and Reconciliation, trying to get some of these stories un- uncovered and the government wouldn't do it. I, th- I think the reasoning was um, no one wanted to pay for it. Um, but I'm not sure there's a limit you're willing to spend on finding out what happened to um, hundreds of children. So I just think it's an unfortunate situation to uncover. Um, but uh, I'm glad it did get uncovered because we can start there's now a reason to start searching um, for more answers. So uh, what's your thoughts on this? There's a lot of things I want to ask about this situation and I want to put out there, but I just don't think we have the time. So do you think I should put these out? They're pretty controversial actually. So I don't want to just do it quickly. Okay. The one thing, um, no, I don't want to do it. It's going to upset people. It's not, I'm not going to say it. Uh, it's too controversial. I'll tell you, uh, actually, I'll stop the recording and I'll mention it right now. Yeah, so uh, one, some of the things that this, uh, we need to continue to talk about this. Uh, it's not just going to go away. The government has tried to hide it and it's not going to work. It's, you're not going to be able to do that. They, no matter how many times you apologize, you need to do some action at some point. Yeah, you need to take action. You need to take action. I don't think that I think these were funded by uh, people who live on uh, what's the word again? I forgot. Reserves. Uh, or reserves. Yeah, sorry. I think it was funded by the indigenous people and not by the government, which is really bad. Really bad luck for Canada if that's the case. If that's what I remember correctly, I think um, that I think that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's not a good time to be a Canadian, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, but I think, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So, Tyler, just closing thoughts, I guess. Um, I guess this also kind of goes into hockey because um, there's a story on Kerry Price when they came to Winnipeg. He actually stood outside a church for multiple hours um, waiting to speak to the people inside. So, because his family has indigenous roots in it and um, 
it just shows you how, <coughs> excuse me, how outside news and outside stories can affect so many different things, including the game we talk about all the time, which is hockey. So that's that's all I wanted to conclude with. I never heard about the Carey Price thing. What did he do? Oh yeah, he um, in when he came to Winnipeg for the playoff game, there was. Uh, an indigenous woman sitting outside a church waiting to talk to the people inside, but they wouldn't let her in. And he sat with her for hours. Um, and eventually they, they uh, got in and had a nice chat. So I thought it was really nice to see him, especially during the playoffs. Um, just take time to do that. Take time to like, um, be involved with the community and uh, and local situations. So I thought that was really nice to see. Yeah, especially a player of of his caliber. Like he, you could make an argument that he's schooling in the league. But uh, yeah, uh, should we move on now? Sure. Okay, so let's talk about the NHLPA player poll. Have you seen the results for this? Uh, actually, no, I have not. That is good, because I'm going to quiz you on it. I'm going to see if you're like the players, okay? Don't look it up. Okay, I won't look it up. All right, so uh, let's start with who is the best goal scorer in the NHL? What did the players vote? I would say Austin Matthews, based off this year. Yeah, 46.27% voted Austin Matthews. Uh, okay. Second is Ovechkin, 33.82%. Then we got Pasternak with 6% and McDavid with basically 4.56%. Okay. Yeah, so those were the results. of. So what do you think of that? I think that was a pretty clear decision based off how he was playing this year. Goal, 40 goals. It was an insane season. Best defenseman. Defenseman. I think this year is pretty obvious it was Hedman, unless I'm forgetting someone. So I'm going to go with Hedman. Hedman won by 64. He had 64.71%. <laughs> the next closest was Roman Yossi with 7.35. Okay. That basically means if you don't win the Norris, someone's biased. And then you've got basically all the LA Kings voting for Drew Doughty and all the Washington Capitals voting for John Carlson because they don't ha- they both have about 2%. And then McCarr has 7.35%. But yeah, uh, Victor Hedman. Good Carlson. for him. Oh, boy. So next, who is the best goalie? Best goalie. Um, do they does this take into account the playoffs? I forget. Not really. No, okay. Um This year, I'm not saying it's Vasilevsky. I'm not sure why. I don't think it's good. Vasil- I don't think the players voted Vasilevsky this year. I think they honestly voted Flurry. He was second with eight point eight eight percent. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Number one was Vasilevsky with over fifty percent. As I'm saying, I don't think they voted for him this year. Uh, third was Price with 8.25, so just b- below Flurry. Uh, fourth was Connor Hellebuck. The disrespect 
Connor Hellebuck gets absolutely drives me insane. Like, we're Connor Hellebuck is the second best goalie. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Oh, God. Rant incoming. What he does for his team, he should have won the Hart Trophy last year. Guy Saddle, what did he do for his team? He didn't, like, basically drag them on his shoulders into the playoffs. He has freaking Connor McFucking Jesus on his team to save him. So, like, Jesus. <laughs> Hellebuck should have been one of the Hart Trophy because it's not the best player. It's the best player to the team. Sure, and Hellebuck was the best goalie for his team last year. He he won the Vesna. Like, yeah, and he also was the most important player to the team. Without Hellebuck, the Jets absolutely suck last year. Like, they had apparently their expected goals against was worse than the Detroit Red Wings. Oh God. Last year. Not uh this not 2020-2021, but the year where the the year of the cat? No. <laughs> the year, yeah. And then, this was fifth with 4.2%. 4.02%. So, yeah. Hellebuck should have been second. Yeah, disrespect. Who is the most complete players? Okay. And this one I was think- a tie. I think I could throw around names like McDavid. You have to throw around two names because there were two players. It was a tie. Okay, I think I'm going to throw around Bergeron and McKinnon. Bergeron was correct, 23.78%, okay. and the other one was Crosby. Oh, that's actually surprising. McKinnon well, not was, su- yeah. Not as surprising, but I just didn't think he was playing to the level McKinnon was this year. Well, it's most complete player. So basically the selfie. Selfie. Selkie. Selfie trophy. The selfie trophy. No. Yeah. But McKinnon was fifth with 5.52%. Connor McDavid was fourth with 7.22%. Kopitar was with 4.46%. Barkov had 14.65% of the vote. Did you say Barkov? Yeah, Barkov. He won the selfie trophy, actually. Alexander Barkov. Congrats, man. We have more fans here. (laughs) Best quote ever. Just after he wins the award for sportsmanship, we have more fans in Finland than we do in Florida. But yeah, uh, here was a question that the players were asked. If you need to win one game, who is the one player, any position, who you want on your team? You gotta go with McDavid there, I think. So, who did the players vote, and who would you put there? Personally, I think the players would vote McDavid. That is correct. He had 36.74%. I would also choose McDavid. Maybe a little bias over Bershey Bershey Boo, because I like the Bruins. And maybe I'd choose him. But I think McDavid, just because he's an overall well-rounded player. He can score... He can. Did you just call McDavid a well-rounded player. As if he wants. Well, huh? McDavid's atrocious at defense. I didn't say he was good at defense. You said he was an all-around good player. Like if McDavid said isn't he... on the score sheet, he's not doing good. I didn't say that. Well, that's my point. 
he has to get on the score sheet for him to be an impact. I would take Victor Hedman. You take Hedman? Did yeah, because Victor Hedman did not get any of the vote. Uh, I would take Hedman because uh, he's a guy, I can put him out there for 30 minutes, and he doesn't need to get on the score sheet to impact the game. But uh, enough about that. Uh, Crosby with 23.04%, McKinnon with 5.87%. I didn't really realize it. Crosby was still that relevant to the players. Well, uh, recency, or um, that would be like past. Bergy Bergy Boo with 4.57%, Vasilevsky with 4.57%, and Kane with 3.48%. So, uh, who has the best shot? Best shot. Depends what type of shot we're talking. Just just don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Who has the best shot, Tyler? If it's slap shot, it's Shea Weber for sure. It's just, it's it's freaking Ovechkin, man. Overall shot, I'm saying Ovechkin just because he's the beast. Yeah, with basically 50%, 48.95% for Ovechkin. Matthews came in second with 28.78%. Shea Weber came Andrew's in with... Favorite. Uh, Andrew's favorite. Captain of, a, of his favorite team. Um, <laughs> with 5.04%. And then... What happened to you? Uh, You're about to Rick. say Patrick Liney. <laughs> Patrick Liney with 3%. <laughs> <laughs> How did he even get alive? <laughs> he scored 10 goals. He scored 10 goals. Two of them with the Jets. Eight goals with the Blue Jackets. That was an atrocious season. <laughs> he is a guy... Pick a player to build your team around. Uh, Patrick Line. Yeah, no. Shut up, you dumb Jets fan. <laughs> Anyways, uh, McKinnon had one. What did you say? <laughs> Frankie, like, Line is awesome, and Connor Hellbuck One time I went, I said, Frankie would go on and be like, the Capitals are poop. Are poop, are poop, are poop. <laughs> And I was going to say poopy, but my microphone cord fell on it. We went, my poop, my poop, my poop. But anyways, uh, McKinnon and Pasta were tied with 1.89%. Okay. Who's the best stick handler? Stick handle? Handler. <laughs> stick handle. <laughs> I never said stick handle. Patrick Kane. Yeah. Who's second? Mm, I'm not sure if Connor McDavid would get that vote, or Barzell's actually a guy who could be up there. He he has some pretty good stick handles this season. I'm not sure. So you're saying Barzell? I'll say Barzell. But he was fifth with 1.47%. Of course. Basically the New York Islanders. McDavid, don't galaxy brain think it. He had 25.79%. McKinnon with 7.55%. Matthews, for some reason, is up there with the... Why is Matthews up there? I don't know. I guess you can't a shot as a stick handle. Sure. <laughs> I guess the curl and drag stick handle shot movie thingy is cool. Yeah. yeah. And then Barkov was below Barzell with 1.26%. How does Barkov always sneak his way into these <laughs> random things? Everyone is like, Barkov's underrated. And is Barkov underrated anymore? 
not anymore because his name gets thrown around so much. Is Barkov underrated because he's not underrated? Or no, is Barkov overrated because people keep saying he's underrated? I believe so, yeah. Sure. Okay, um, who is the best passer? This is weird. This is really weird. Actually, I would say Marner because he set up McDavid so many times this year. Marner set up McDavid. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I> meant Matthews. <laughs> he probably set him up at least once, like pass turned over by McDavid. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but Marner had a 5.71%. Oh, God, that's not good. Get ready for this, Tyler. Okay. Nicholas Backstrom. Wait, what? With 20.72% of the vote. What? That's what I call um, people who are thinking in the past. Out of the blue. (laughs) Nicholas Backstrom? What? Like, like, sure. And then Patrick Kane with 20.3% of the vote. Okay, I could see that. Dreisaitl with 18.39. McDavid with 9.73. And Crosby with 4.23. How is okay? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, that was it for the um the on ice questions. Next, it's player personality. You ready? I guess sure. Okay, um, who is the who is the best, the most unique tape job? Ooh, Stutzla has a weird tape job. He has that tape thing sticking out the end. I'm gonna say Stutzla. <laughs> he was actually second with nineteen point one five. And first was Pasternak with the 42.3T because he's got some sort of like, got tape, space, tape, space, tape, space. Yeah, I haven't seen his tape job. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, But yeah, and then Gusev with 7.57%. Panarin with 6.4%. Panarin with 6.46%. Jamie Benn getting disrespected with 3.79%. And Kevin Fiala, for some reason, or like, what the heck? Oh my god, what? With 22.23%. Which player is the most fashionable? Ooh, honestly... I know Pasternak always shows up in a pretty decent outfit. Lundqvist shows up in a pretty decent outfit. I think Matthews does, unless I'm getting it completely wrong. So I'm going to go with Pasternak, because I think I've just seen him wear the most interesting outfits. It was Ropa Hintz with 70%. What? I'm just kidding. He had 2.52%. Okay, uh, I'm like, what the <laughs> Matthews is first with uh, oh. 21.16%. And Pasternak was second with 11.8%. Okay. I can what, uh, Subban was third with 6.55%. Lundqvist was 5.04% with, and fourth. And Latang was fifth with 533 And Ropehans was 2.5222. Have you ever realized that Druin, Druan is dead? Sure. Okay, uh, you're ready for the actually next question. That, though? He's not dead. What are you talking about? He hasn't played. Do you know why? If you say because he's dead, I will cry. Because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the most superstitious player? 
I can tell you if I wanted to. So I don't know. I'll give you a clue. People seem up- to be voting Sidney Crosby a lot, so I'm gonna go with Sidney Crosby. <laughs> you look that up. You look that up. Okay, yeah, Crosby with twenty seven point three five percent. Michael Frolik with five point zero nine percent. Who does he play for now? Montreal. He's like a scratch though. Uh, Andrew Cargliano with four point eight percent. Why did he get any of the vote then? If he doesn't even play, I guess he played like two games in the regular season. Perry Whoa. with four point five six percent, and Gerard with two point nine five percent. Other is five fifty five point two three percent. So, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, the next one is 2020-2021 season options. Opinions, okay? Not options. Okay, okay, you ready? Yep. Would you like to see regional divisions carried forward? Oh, for sure. I'm not sure the players would, but I want to. The players disagree with you. 68.20. Oh, well, point. Basically 70% say no and 30% say yes. I can see why they don't like it. Yeah, I understand why, but yeah. And the t- would you? But now, would you like to see a series-style schedule carried forward? I like that this year, so I'd personally say yes. I'm not sure what the players think, though. The players, 66% say yes, and 33% say no. Ooh, I'd actually like to see that actually happen. So the players like it, is what I'm saying. And I like it. I honestly think it's a cool idea. Now, that's what baseball does. And here's a fun question. This is actually the last one, okay? okay. So I'm going to get you to guess all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay? okay? Which reverse retro jersey is your favorite? Are we talking my personal favorite or what I think they chose? First your favorite, then the player's favorite. Okay, well, personally, I love the Avalanche one. I'm not sure. If anyone else does, but and, and the then players. I like the huh and the players, the players top one. I'm gonna say the Kings because, is in Andrew's words, it's clean or sharp. I mean, it was the Avalanche with uh, twenty eight point five seven percent. Of course, it was. Okay, second, who is second? Second, I'm going to stick with my Kings, because I still think uh, they're going to be up there. No, it was actually the Jets. No, I'm just kidding. It was the Kings with 10.49%. Okay, Okay, what's number three? I thought they'd be up there somewhere. What's number three? Number three. Honestly, I think I saw a lot of people liking the Panthers one. I'm not sure why. Well, I can see why. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. No, get ready for this. Blasty's on the list. The Calgary Flames. With 6.47%. Okay, who do you think the players voted as fourth? Fourth. Fourth. Honestly, I think I I saw a lot of people enjoy the... um, the wild one. No, not the wild. I meant the 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 ducks one. The ducks. You keep what? saying the team, and then you don't say the team. It was the wild with six percent. Of 
course it would. I, I was thinking the wild, but then it's like, wait, isn't that the one people hated? And I was like, wait, I don't know anymore. Okay. Tyler, like, hmm. But if I think it like this, maybe you're trying to trick me into thinking that you're tricking me when you're not tricking me, but then you're wanting me to think that, so you're going to trick me, but then you're not going to trick me. So, therefore, you're trying to trick me. But anyways, um, who is fifth? Or no, one, two, three, four, five. Fifth. Um, I'm going to stick with the Ducks, because I think they're going to be somewhere. Nope, it was the Capitals with 4.46%. Hmm. Adam's favorite team. All right, who's number six? Those are actually decent. I didn't mind this. What about six? Six? I'm just going to keep saying it until it comes true. The Ducks. Yes, it is the Ducks. Okay. They're now tied with... Uh, which team are they tied with? Um, I want to go back to my previous guess of Florida. But I don't actually think that anymore because I think I was maybe just getting some random thought. Um, so I'm going to go with New York because I really, really like that one. You did it again. It was the Panthers and you said the Panthers and you went, no, you did it with the Wild and you did it with the Panthers. Tyler, getting to Galaxy Brain, those two both had 4.46%, uh, Panthers and Ducks. So, yeah, that actually concludes the player poll. What do you think of the players? Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with them? Do you now hate uh, Andre Sivilevsky because he took over Connor Hellebuck's spot? <laughs> actually, I want to see... I'm going to go back to 1920. I want to... I'm just going to compare this, okay? I'm not going to give you the percentage. Best forward, Connor McDavid won by a huge margin. Best defenseman was also Victor Hedman. Best goalie was... Um, you need to win one game. Who's the player you want? 44% say Crosby. Um, who's the most complete player? Crosby. Who is the game's best trash talker? Uh, Marchand. Who's the worst trash talker? Also Brad Marchand. <laughs> of all the players, past or present, who would you want to see play? Gretzky, of course. Actually, only by 31%. Or was second. Lemieux's third. And McDavid, huh? Was fourth. <laughs> oh. Past or present. Okay. Would you like to see... Would you like to see players' personalities expressed on their equipment? And if so, how? Uh, 40% said skates. Which is actually pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. This was back then. Who's the best female hockey player in the world? 39% say Marie-Philippe Poulin. I would agree with that. Yeah, so that's just a comparison of uh, what they said. Office. Would you be in favor of relaxing game day dress cards similar to the NBA? 73% say yes! Who's the funniest player in the NHL? Tyler, do you want to guess this? Funniest player. We'll give you I'm a clue. I'm going to say Brad Marchand. He just seems like an overall funny person. No, it was Keith Yandel. What? <laughs> <laughs> With 18%. Which players have the best bromance in the league? I don't know. I think... This was 2019-20. Okay. I think... Matthews and Marner have something there. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with... You'll never get this. Okay. Well... <laughs> was Joe Thornton on their team last year? On which? The the Leafs. No. But Joe Thornton is in the top two. Oh. 
Well, Joe Thornton. Oh, maybe I'll go with Burns and Thur- Thornton because they both have the beards. That is number two, actually, with 5.05%. Number one, get ready for this, David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> who is the best player, best follow on social media? Most people say P.K. Subban. Which player isn't on social media but should be? They say Sidney Crosby. Tyler Ennis is third. What? <laughs> Here, Sidney Crosby, 25%. Joe Thornton, 7%. Tyler Ennis with 6%. Anyways, um, who has the best nickname? Thomas Tuna. Ta-ta. Really? Yeah, that's really? what they all say. Uh, who's the best golfer among players? Pavelski. Apparently, he could be a PGA golfer. Arenas and teams. I want to see this. V- best visitors dressing room. People say Edmonton Oilers. And then Golden Knights, Red Wings, and Penguins. Uh, and it's pretty close for those. Which team has the best jersey? People say the Blackhawks, Golden Knights, Leafs, and Rangers. I disagree with that. Which arena has the best? Ice! The Bell Center, Rogers Place, uh, Bell MTS Place, scratch that, the Canada Life Center. Oh, yeah. And T-Mobile Arena, which is like, what? I don't know what that sound was. Which is like, what? I love the Canada Life Center. So do I. Oh, well. Who is the best team mascot? Somehow Gritty didn't get 100%. Uh, 69% for Gritty. Nice. <laughs> of course, he got 69%. <laughs> that's like the most common. That's like, who do, okay, Tyler, guess who is second? I want to say Yuppie. He was not, but he's in the top five. It was Nash from the Nashville Predators. <laughs> Maybe with their fan base, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the, uh, the Predators wrote it on that. Uh, tied with him was, oh dear God, things have gone south fast. Howler, <laughs> with, somehow in third with 2.8%. <laughs> Yo, what the heck? What is this? Uh, Bailey was in fourth and UP was in fifth. <laughs> like, what is this? Howler, what the heck? Here, you know what, Tyler, 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 what, what is this? That looks like a friendly bear, like a stuffed bear. Oh, that's the end. Yeah, okay. Well, um, we'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, well, anyways, Tyler, what do you want to say now? Um, about what? Anything. Well, I hope that they take some of their the considerations and or I guess there's only one to take into consider or two um with the divisions and the series. I hope the series continue for next season. And I hope they go against what the players said and keep the divisions because I like the divisions and it gives the Jets a way better shot at making uh, Okay. Yuppie! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
All right. Well, that was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That was interesting. (laughs) Anyways, um, we may we we should we should we should we should. It's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, it just did it twice in a row. All I see is your default microphone has changed to Yeti Sierra. Your default microphone has changed. Your default microphone has changed. It's like, we should, we should, we should, we should. Uh, And then it was you laughing over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I was going to say, we should be having a choo-choo train series coming up soon. Uh, in the YouTube channel with hockey card cards. OPC. By the way, uh, I bought a Dobson Future Watch, which is like a hundred dollar card for twenty five bucks, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um. Also, go watch our trilogy episode. Tyler, describe our trilogy episode. Yes. What? (laughs) Did you even hear my question? Yes. I asked, describe our trilogy episode. Yeah, and I did. Anyways, uh, we had some good polls in the trilogy episode. (laughs) We had some cool polls where, uh, yeah, watch the second one, not the first one. The first one was actual trash. It's a thick boy. I did pull a really thick boy, though. Trilogy, big, massive, rare, sexy pull. In... In... Trilogy! <laughs> it did it. Yeah! It said trilogy. It said trilogy over and over again. <laughs> Yes, I figured it out. I am invincible. Invincible. Come on. Didn't, Didn't do, it. do it again. No, it didn't. Anyways, uh, should we wrap up this episode? Sure. That is. That is. That is. That is. That is. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> Addis, 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 Addis. Anyway, that is it for this episode. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we will see you later. Late, 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 late. <laughs> late, 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 late. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you later. Bye! Bye! Tell any last words?